time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. This is our flagship program. Now, we go live pretty much every single day of the year, um, but this was what got us started. This is episode 1058, and I want to say thank you to all the people that have been here for a long time, whether it's your first time or whatever. If you've been here for a while, I want to say thank you. Now, today's a special episode because this is our, you know, kind of what got us started, the scouting report, predictions, bets, all of that. And then we even got a little bit extra. We're giving away two tickets um, to the divisional game, two 50-yard line club seat VIP tickets uh, live on air. We're going to do that in probably about five to ten minutes. I want to give time for everybody to kind of join in. Um Whoever doesn't win, I love you. Hopefully you stick around. And if this is your first time joining us, just understand this is a year-long podcast. We go live all year. We do events and all that kind of stuff. We are glad that you are here. Appreciate everybody. Reddit Gold Blooded was first. Hashtag CC. Appreciate you. RTP. Love it. And, you know, anytime you get started with the Tech 9 reference, I appreciate that. Uh, referring to uh, me and Wayne. Uh, Tech 9, big fan. Big fan. All the hashtag CCs for the Countdown crew. Thank you, guys. One more sleep away. Thank you, Gary. Until we get to put, he he says, feast on the Packer pie. Like, there's so many puns whenever your mascot's cheese, you know, or you can talk about the meat packing plant. That's where it comes from and all that stuff. I absolutely love their mascot, love their colors, love all that stuff. But yeah, the, the puns have been flying this week. And I absolutely love it. Um, look at this. One-eyed Guerrero. Uh, I'm going to mess that up. Sorry. I am texted. Uh, what's up, Niner Gabe? Gang, new YouTube member here. Appreciate it. Welcome to the community. Appreciate you. If you need anything covered, questions, just throw those in the chat. Be happy to talk about that. And Ed, appreciate you. Member for a while. He says, here we go again, man. Uh, it, it's, it's all the way. I absolutely love this. So what we're going to do, we're going to be covering everything. The background, this is a peek behind enemy lines. I've done all the film. I've gone through things. And if you've been on part of the 49ersrush.com, I've already loaded the offensive breakdown. The defensive breakdown is loading currently. It should be up in about an hour. So it just takes a while for it to process. So excited about that. We're going to tell you what you need to know. The good, the bad, the ugly, the ranks, the scouting reports, what the Packers will try to do, what they need to do to win, what I think will happen, including bets of the week. Uh, which I'm excited about. This is going to be a big betting week if you haven't bet with us before. So, look, let's talk about where these two teams currently are. Packers are coming off an impressive win over the Cowboys. You have to give them credit. Their best game of the year came in the playoffs. That is awesome. It was a wild card game. They're the first ever seven seed to win a playoff game. Props to them there. That's awesome. But it was against the Dallas Cowboys, who are for 33 straight decades known for losing in the wild card and divisional round. They, they haven't got passed in 30 years, but still huge win. And, and look, I, I'll, I'll say this. One of my favorite things this week has been 
<coughs> excuse me, all the Packers fans talking trash. I love the spice. I love talking trash. It's my love language. And to, to almost every single one, I'm replying the same way. When a Packer fan talks trash, this is usually what I say. I channel my inner Kyle. Oh, I understand. I don't think you understand. Um, <laughs> and, and it has nothing to do with the Packers. The Packers are good. The Packers are a good football team. Now, they have not been a good football team all year. It took a while for them to get decent. They were bad the first two half, like two halves of the season or two quarters of the season. Then they started to turn it around, and we'll we'll kind of go through that. But the 49ers are nine and a half to ten point favorites, depending on which site you're on. And on top of that, like Green Bay, like they have traveled a lot. Um, four out of five of the last games have been on the road. They've traveled consistently. And so you play the wild card round against the Cowboys. You stomp them. That's awesome. Thank you. All of us were pulling for the Packers the whole time. Then they fly back to Green Bay. Don't even practice. They didn't put the pads on this week. They didn't put the pads on. Just walkthroughs. Now they're flying all the way out to San Francisco. They have traveled a lot. Meanwhile, the 49ers have had their feet kicked up, chilling, getting healthy. This is the healthiest the 49ers have been all year long. All year long. And so I love it whenever I hear, you know, Devontae Wyatt, their defensive tackle talking trash. Sports media talking about hurting Brock Purdy and hurting CMC. Like, I know that's the minority. I respect the Green Bay Packers fan base tremendously. I, th I think they're some of the best fans out there. I do believe that. But I love talking trash. And so rest assured, the 49ers players pay attention to that stuff. And the coaches, it's their job for bulletin board material and all that stuff. And I'll, I'll just, Nick Bosa, how, how do you feel about that? It's like, don't talk shit about me anymore. <laughs> or, or talk more shit about me. Because light the fire. Light the fire. Uh, I freaking love that. And and I'll say this, like, I understand nobody's really talking trash about Nick Bosa. And that's from a clip last year where Kyle called him out in front of the team. And then that was his response after having one of the best games. But look, you talk trash about one of the Niners, you're talking trash about all of them. And it just really has not worked for anybody else out there. Uh, no doubt about that. And so let's give a couple just credit right here, man. Shout out to Daryl. He's been a member for 16 months. That's awesome. Um, and he says the 49ers are the quiet before the storm. Daryl, really appreciate all your support. Means a lot, man. Chris, good friend, says, John, let's go. So usually people say to make a team one-dimensional is the goal. I keep hearing about rain. No worries. We'll just run the ball. Wouldn't that voluntarily make ourselves one-dimensional? Well, if only there was an example in the near past of the 49ers playing the Packers and being one-dimensional and just running the ball only. I wonder what that would look like. It's just too bad we don't have an example of that taking place in the last four years. It's weird, right? Oh, wait a second. We do? Oh, we rushed for over 220 yards, one player, and we just boat raced them by just running the ball, and I think Jimmy G threw it like seven times. Correct. And as we go through this episode, I think one of the things we'll realize is the Packers' only way to win this game. I think there's two things that kind of have to happen. They have to force turnovers. And they have to force the 49ers to pass only. If the 49ers run the ball at all, 
they're going to have a lot of success, and we're going to explain why. Uh, and right here, One-Eyed Guerrero. I, I, sorry, I can't say that word right. I, I'm like super white. I don't want to be, but <laughs> it's, it's, thank you for the super chat. Uh, CMC and Debo going to go off. I agree. When we go through some of the bets of the week, I, I think that's exactly what you're going to see. Um, is yeah, I, I think this is a Debo. I think this is a CMC game. I, I freaking love it, and I agree with you completely. Um, and yeah, right here, Kevin, Revenge Tour Playoff Edition starts tomorrow. Yeah, Packers got some wins over us in the past. There's no doubt about it, and you got to give them credit for that. But let's be honest, since Lafleur showed up, he learned under Shanahan. We'll detail all that. Hasn't gone well. Has not gone well. So let's go ahead. Let's jump over to our ticket giveaway. Um, so here we go. We're, we're, we're going to throw this up there. Um, there were 162, and I'll, I'll just refresh this just so everybody understands um, that it is um, – what's it called? Current. I'm not playing an old video. It doesn't matter to me. And I do want to say this. Just so everybody – I want to be always crystal clear – the whole purpose of this was, one, to get two people to freaking have a legendary experience and be part of the community and have 50-yard line tickets, club seats. That's awesome. But this is also a money-raising venture to help us with our Super Bowl parties. Um, and we're going to be doing another ticket giveaway for the Super Bowl as well once the Niners make it. But we are planning for the Super Bowl party and renting out a venue on the Strip having not one but two famous 49ers legends that we are working with costs a lot of money, and this is one of the ways that we're kind of trying to circumvent that. I'm not as rich as most people think, uh, but anyway. So um, I have messaged everybody through Venmo your numbers, and once uh, we're going to roll this one time, whoever uh, gets that number, I'll message you on Venmo, and we'll transfer the tickets today, uh, probably at the end of this episode. I don't want to do it during the show because it's Ticketmaster or whatever else. But um, here we go. 162 entries. Best of luck to everybody. And if you don't win, just know we do this all the time. Please hit subscribe. Uh, this is a year-long podcast, even in the off-season, draft work, all that stuff. And we will be doing two ticket giveaways to the Super Bowl as well. So uh, just kind of stay abreast of the situation there. So here we go. Without further ado, let's spin it. Boom. 162. All the way down to number one. And the winner. VIP 50 yard line number 83. So uh, let's see here. I'll have to look up this list. Boom, 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 boom. The number 83 person is none other than Shane Lacine. Shane Lacine, congratulations. And if you did not win, just want to say, Man, uh, apologies. I want everybody to win. As always, we do giveaways here all the stinking time. Um, and so anyway, hopefully I'll reach out to you on Venmo. If you're not watching, that's okay. Uh, we'll get you those tickets and we'll, we'll figure that out. So, uh, congratulations to you. Love all the hashtag CCs. This is awesome. Um, right here. Eddie G says, what's up faithful grilled cheese time, baby. Appreciate the super chat. That's what's going on, man. Uh, going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. And I love all the congrats, man. That's the thing. This is what's so cool is, you know, everybody just getting all the congratulations in. We are a positive community here. And, you know, something else I do want to talk about briefly, the nostalgia, which is such a big deal to my, you know, fandom and kind of what we're doing here. Sports Illustrated, um, which was like, the peak childhood experience, whatever sports illustrated kids edition came out. 
whenever that would come in the mail was the best day of the month. Uh, and then whenever I got older, regular Sports Illustrated, it used to be my go-to. How the mighty have fallen, man. Uh, they just put out news today that they're firing every single person that is under their payroll, and it just breaks my heart, man. I hate that. As much as I, I have not digested any of Sports Illustrated's content in probably years, they went straight clickbait and AI-generated and just hired people that don't know what the hell they're talking about and just want to cause problems and drama, and I hate it. Having said that, I don't want people to lose their jobs. Anytime somebody loses their job, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Um, and so it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's a rough day for the football community to lose that uh, because it was just, it was the best. It was the pinnacle. It really, really was of written sports content. And then the digital age, you know, Peter King, he kept it afloat. Ah, I just absolutely hate it, man. Um, absolutely hate it. So anyway, I just want to say, man, like, man, RIP freaking Sports Illustrated. That sucks. And I hope that everybody that did lose their jobs finds a place, you know, to continue doing their thing. But it just goes to show you, man, it, the power of the consumer is a big deal. Whenever people don't put out quality content, they disappear. Uh, it's just the way that it goes. But uh, hopefully everybody lands on their feet. I don't ever want bad things just because I don't like their content. I don't know. It just like a 12-year-old John Chapman uh, got punched in the stomach today seeing that. Uh, it just kind of hurts. It hurts. Um, anyway, now let's talk about the opponent record, okay, the Green Bay Packers, they're 9-8. and eight. Now they're 1-0 and oh in the playoffs. You look overall, they average 22.5 points per game. That's decent. Um, they're 12th in points scored, so slightly above average. Points allowed, they're 10th, so you can say top 10. They're giving up 20.6 points per game. Um, and right here, I, I want to put this up. Can anyone recommend a sports bar near Levi's to watch the game? I like Fault Line Brewery. Personally, just because I feel like they really good management and ownership and they understand the community and they do that. It's not the best with the biggest TVs and stuff, but the food and drinks that I'm not they don't pay me to do this at all. But uh, there's not a lot around there if you're looking for TVs, top golf. But um, if somebody else wants to throw up in the chat spots around Levi's, but Faultline Brewery would be my go to personally. But I'm a brewery kind of guy. Uh, if you can't tell by looking at this perfect brewery created physique here <laughs> um, anyway you take that for what it is now versus common opponents teams that the 49ers played and the packers played um the packers are three and four but they have a point differential of plus 22 so teams we both have played they lost to the vikings so did we they beat the rams so did we they lost to the steelers they lost to the giants lost to the bucks uh and then beat the vikings again so you know, if you're just looking at kind of what that looks like now, and I will say this because Packers are good. And, you know, in, in the words of Mugatu, you know, that Hansel's so hot right now. Right. And I understand that concept, but these are all games that I'm going to show you clips of in the fourth quarter at the end of the game. This was last month. This month is January. A lot of Packers fans don't understand what last month means. Last month means December. That's the month that comes before January. So if they are watching this, I hope that they understand that. Last month, December, they lost to the Tommy DeVito-led Giants. They lost 24-22 to um, and turned this dude into an internet cessation when he had no right being one. Uh, that's one. Then the following week, 
They were tied with the worst team in the NFL. The Panthers 30 to 30 with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer? Or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Not good. This was in December, ladies and gentlemen. Then they get blown out by the only team that they played in December with a winning record at home in at Green Bay by two touchdowns. They were they were down 34 to 20 with like 5 minutes left in the fourth. They were they were just getting blown out. The Bucks did that to them. Then you go to a must win week 18 game if they lose they're out of the playoffs at home again. No, this one was on the road. I think this one was in um Chicago. Uh, actually, I don't know. I, I want to make sure I'm right on this. No, yeah, they were at home. They were at home for that one. And what's it called? They barely win this game. It's 14 to nine in the fourth quarter. Now they go out and they win by eight, but it's like, you're talking about two of the worst teams in the NFL and the Panthers, three of the worst teams, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Bears. And that all of those games had to go down to the wire. Because they couldn't handle business. Now, and so, now they did handle business in most of those games. Let's just be honest. They did lose to the Giants and the Bucks, but they beat the Panthers. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Bears. But context matters as we go through this stuff. It, it really, really does. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I understand the narrative of putting out there that, hey, Green Bay is this awesome and they're hot and they could beat anybody right now and all those things. Really? They barely beat the Panthers last month at home, the only team to give up 30 points all year. Now you could make the counter argument. Well, didn't the 49ers struggle against PJ Walker and the Browns? Well, I think we figured it out. The Browns have one of the best defenses 
the past decade. And that was the reason why it wasn't PJ Brown. Um, but anyway, I digress. There, there's stuff that you can put out there. Now, if we look at this from the 49ers standpoint, they are four and two against common opponents. Um, and that second Rams game where we didn't have any players playing, that's the one that's a little bit different, right? So you could say four and one, but whatever. We beat the Steelers, beat the Rams, beat the Giants, beat the Cowboys. All those were pretty much blowout wins. We lost to the Vikings on that Monday night game. We beat Tampa by 13, and then we lost to the Rams the last week. Um, that's the overall matchup. And I do want to say shout out to my man, Coach Cruz, uh, for all the help on this episode. He is the best of the best. Um, he, he he crushes it every freaking time. Now, what's up, Nick? How we doing? I love all the emojis. Beat the Packers. Heck yeah. Uh, Big Joe says, if teams are at law's top bottom, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't understand this. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, I didn't understand that question, uh, that comment, but I know it made sense. What's up, man? Right here. Matt Bravos became a new YouTube member. Pre dude, appreciate it. The support. Rocket the hair, man. Uh, that is awesome. I, I love it. Now, if we look at the overall unit rankings uh, from a pro, pro football focus kind of snapshot, this is snap-by-snap -snap evaluation basis. I'm not the biggest PFF guy, but I do think it tells a story. Packers. Overall, they're 12th, slightly above average. That's about where they are. Offense, 9th. Defense, 21st. Special teams, 26th. So the offense is carrying this team. Defensively, 21st, it's Joe Barry, their DC. We'll talk about him. He's not great. Special teams, I can't think of the last time the 49ers played a team that were ranked worse than us in special teams. There's only five of them. Technically six now. We bumped up a little bit after last week. Here's the 49ers ranks in those same categories. Offense first. Defense second. Special teams 25th. That's where we suck. And overall, first, number one. Big difference. Big difference. Now, if we talk about the coaching staff, and I think that this is really, really important. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan's guy, uh, coached under him for 10 years. And this was a really cool story um, from For Chris Forster, our offensive line guy. Uh, he was talking about all the way back in Tampa. And this is a little bit of a long clip. But again, the nostalgia in me, I had no choice. Here's him talking about the first time that he met Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. Well, no, it was, it was, you know, like I told you, I think I might, I, I've said this before. It was one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite stories about Matt and Sean is I, I'm interviewing and I, you know, I'm suited up and I got Kyle and Mike Shanahan sitting right where you guys are right across this big staff table. I'm on the chalkboard and I'm sweating. Oh my gosh, here's Mike and here's Kyle. And I get my chance to interview with them. And then the corners, these two guys sitting there with short, short haircuts, all buttoned up and young. I mean, young, young. And I'm, I'm like, who the, I'm wondering, what are they doing here? You know, I'm here, I'm talking to Mike Kyle, I'm trying to get a job, and I, it turns out it's Matt and Sean. And I, they look like the two guys, who, I told you, they look like they're going to pick up the free agents at the airport, and then they're going to bring them back for meals. And literally, they're working there, their tails off. Matt's the quarterback coach, Sean's working quality control. And I just knew we had a special atmosphere. The group we had there with Coach Shanahan, how he built the thing, uh, how he taught us all, how he, how he tried to change the culture and environment there, then how Sean, Kyle was with his dad, and then how they trained. We worked all together to learn this thing, and then to put the thing together with RG3. That's when you kind of saw everybody kind of come into their own, when they their own flair of creativity. And Kyle gives guys a lot of freedom. Hey, Matt, you're in charge of third down. Sean, you're in charge of red zone. Bring me your report before I, I delve into it. And, and seeing how they would come up with their own flair and spin on things. And some days it was 
man, great job, Sean. Some days he yelled down the hall at Sean. Sean, what'd you do? Did you work out all day? You didn't do anything for my report here. You know, it was Kyle, but it was the way we all got better. Kyle held us all accountable and did a real good job, as did his dad. And that's kind of how the thing grew. And, you know, it, it was interesting. I, there was a Monday night football game. I think it might, it might have been a Sunday night football game when Al Michaels and Herb Street were talking about the Sean McVay tree versus the Kyle Shanahan tree, coaching tree. And they attributed LaFleur to McVay, which is right. Um, and, the, and Al Michaels told this story. It was like, whoa, whoa, whenever we said that to Shanahan, he got a little upset because he's like, whoa, whoa. LaFleur, I coached under me for 10 years. He was under McVay, Sean McVay, for one year. So why does he get credit? He was under me for 10 years. That just kind of demonstrates the relationship, one, the competitiveness between Kyle and anything. That dude, he will compete with anybody. He does not matter. Uh, it, it doesn't matter who it is. Now, I, I saw some comments on Instagram, which we are uh, over there as well. The raffle already took place. Uh, the winning number was number 83, so shout-out to Shane Lassine. I'll be uh, contacting him later. So the raffle already took place. If you didn't win, we will be back for Super Bowl raffle. We're going to do some Super Bowl tickets as well um, once the Niners make it. I don't care about non-Niners stuff. That's nothing to do with me. Now, if we look at just kind of all the things with LaFleur, um, he's 44 years old, Michigan guy. Everybody on this staff, the Green Bay Packers, they're all Michigan people, uh, which is really, really interesting to me. Um, you know, he was at Central Michigan. That's one of the places he was a GA. That's where he met Robert Sala and all the relationships that kind of brought about. But he was with Shanahan in Houston as an offensive coordinator or offensive assistant. He was with Shanahan in Washington as quarterbacks coach. Then he was with Shanahan in Atlanta. Then he went with McVay for one year. Then he jumped to Tennessee as the OC. And then he's been with the Packers nonstop. Three and three in the postseason. Um, two of those losses, those three losses came against us. He's awesome. And you look at the offensive coordinator. Guess what? Shanahan guy. Adam Stinovich. Uh, is the OC from Wisconsin, but he played at Michigan. And if you look at what he did as a career, he was a player on the practice squad for Kyle Shanahan back in Houston. He was an offensive tackle, uh, didn't get much playing time, but kind of bounced around the league for like two to three years just on you know practice squads and whatever else. But again, he was with the 49ers as a coach. His Shanahan's first years here, he was an assistant, uh, assistant offensive line coach, the offensive coordinator. Um, then he went to the Packers to be with the floor, but the, the everything ties through Shanahan. That's what it is. And now if we look at the defense, Joe Barry, who Packers fans have been wanting to fire forever, and guess what? College, where'd he go? Michigan. Um, as a coach, USC bounced around. He was actually with the 49ers for one year in the year 2000 under Mariucci. He was a defensive quality control coach, then bounced around everywhere before he wound up with the Rams. Yep. And McVay, then the Packers. So the coaching staffs know each other. There's no doubt about that. And they're a little bit of a lesser version of everything we do. Shanahan is the original. Doesn't mean LaFleur is a bad coach. He's a great coach. I think this year has proven he's a great coach. Winning with Aaron Rodgers is pretty easy, but can you do it in the postseason? That's where they've struggled. We'll see. They, they got one win. Beat, beat up the Dallas Cowboys. Congratulations. That's huge. Shout out to Colin to the Super Chat here. He says, last 
uh, time the week came on a bye, we made the Red Hot Jags look silly. Look, man, every time the 49ers come off rest, they are dominant. The week off before the season, they come out and blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Destroyed them. Bye week. Come out. The Jaguars won five in a row at that point. Embarrassed the heck out of them. Probably the most dominating performance this year. No doubt about that. You look at the week where the 49ers had um, extra time because of the Thursday game. Here we go. And then they played the Eagles, right? They had the Thursday game against Seattle. Then they played the Eagles, right? 11 days rest. You blow out the Eagles in Philly, 42 to 19. I mean, come on. Like, like, what is it that you want? Every time they went out there, they just blow up teams out. When they played Thursday, week three, I'm going a little bit out of order against the Giants. They had 11 days against the Cardinals. Guess what? Beat them by 19. Anytime the 49ers come off rest and they're healthy, a lot of that has to do with the scheme and the talent. The 49ers are one of the best teams in the NFL for a reason. They have the best players. Shout out to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan for a similar, you know, building this amazing team. That's what makes them different. When they're rest, when they're healthy, they're better. It's very simple. You look at the three-game skid where we lost, Debo, Trent Williams, CMC, all, all roughed up. That's what it is. It's very simple. Now, the Ravens game, yeah, we had some injuries, but, man, Ravens just played a hell of a game. We had five turnovers. That's what it is. Can the Packers do that? Can they force five turnovers? I'm not so sure. <laughs> Kia right here. Packers about to pack their bags, head to Wisconsin. Uh, I'll give Jordan Love his credit, but right now Green Bay is in our way. Yeah, and you don't want to be in our way. Uh, that's not a good place. Now, if we look at the injury report of both these teams, both of them are relatively healthy. The 49ers are extremely healthy. We've got one guy out. That's it. Cleveland Farrell. Um you know, thankfully, we took advantage of not one but two defensive end trades, Randy Gregory and Chase Young. Chase Young will start this week. Um, Dre Greenlaw is questionable, but he practiced all week, and it was just Achilles tendonitis. He looks fine. He'll be out there. Everybody else is full go. Everybody else is full go. Um, you look at the Packers, not the same thing. They didn't even practice this week. No contact, no pads, no anything, just walkthroughs. Um, they're... Backup defensive end, their number three defensive end, Kingsley and Igbare, he's out. He's been declared out. Now, they have four questionable players, Jair Alexander, A.J. Dillon, Isaiah McDuffie, a linebacker, and their punter, Daniel Whalen. Their punter's sick. He's going to be all right. Their linebacker has a neck issue. He's a backup guy anyway, more of a special teams guy, um, similar to our DFF, if that makes sense. A.J. Dillon's got a thumb issue, hasn't played in a long time but i think he is going to play this week he's he's questionable but i think he'll be out there jair alexander i don't know i don't know if he's going to play hasn't practiced hasn't suited up hasn't done anything but they got him as questionable his ankle injury whenever he got injured last week they took the helmet away from him and now the game was out of hand that was in the third quarter but i mean if you can't practice in a walkthrough i don't know they have to have him have to because their secondary is bad already. Um, Carrington Valentine's their other starting corner. <sighs> Come on, man. Jair Alexander might be the best player on their defense, might be the best player on their team. They got to have him. They got to. 
Ed, right here. John, we play so physical the rest does not hurt this team. I laugh as the media media talking about rust. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It really, really doesn't. Um, especially with how hard the 49ers practice. They practice harder than everybody else. So, and yeah, right here, Mark. Juwan Jennings has no injury designation whatsoever. You talk about guys setting the tone physically. You want to know the biggest difference between the Cowboys and the 49ers? One, we're a much better team, and we beat them by 32 points, right? Packers beat them by 16, which is awesome, but uh, we beat them by 32. And as a lot of the Packers fans want to point it out, yeah, but we pulled our starters. Well, guess what? We pulled our starters in the third damn quarter of that game, third quarter. So maybe our depth's better than yours too. Maybe that's the point the Packers fans are trying to make. I don't know. Um, I, I understand. I don't think you understand, Packers fans. I don't think you get it. But the fact that Jawan Jennings is back – the physicality, that is the number one thing that separates us from the Dallas Cowboys. We play for souls. Dre Greenlaw, he's coming for you. And this is the same officiating crew that we had against the Eagles. Dre Greenlaw might get a little leeway. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They had to literally change the rule book on how to handle things because this officiating crew messed things up so bad. With Big Dom. <laughs> yeah, Big Dom. Where you at now, Big Dog? Where you at now? So, uh, man, the physicality, that's huge. Uh, awesome point. Akshay, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, sir. Uh, I'm excited, man. And for those that don't know, again, I do have to put this out there. We are not tailgating this week. We are not hosting the tailgate. The 49ers ask us to cancel. Uh, we have big plans, though, for the future. Uh, venues in Vegas. We got all kinds of stuff going on there. And not only just for the Vegas Super Bowl, we're also, I've got part of my team planning for the big-time future. Do I have any big-time fantasy football guys? Because Or girls, this is for you. Love 49ers and fantasy? We have the perfect thing for you. We are putting together the first ever 49ers Rush exclusive fan fantasy draft live in Vegas in a presidential suite that overlooks the Strip. It's we're we're not pulling any strings. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We're going all out. So it's going to be you know hosted by myself, yours truly. We're going to have our own personal bartenders. We're going to have our own, you know, hostesses that are helping, you know, as players make their picks, put everything out there, and the prizes are going to be great. Custom framed 49ers memorabilia to the winner. Um, and if you do win, you get to come back next year for free, completely free. So head over to the49ersrush.com, get your ticket. Uh, with your ticket, it's you and a plus one that gets to come party. Unlimited drinks, top shelf, um, food, snacks, all those different things are going to be included. Talk about a night to remember in vegas and it's going to be on august saturday august 31st man you got to come out and party with us it's going to be great hopefully you get to come out the 49ersrush.com to go get tickets all right now the 49ers history with the packers it's immense uh, this will be the 10th matchup in the postseason between these two teams which is the most all time between any two teams that's huge that's all. That's a, something to be celebrated between these two teams. Now, the 49ers are five and four against them currently in the playoffs. But if we look all time, the Packers lead the overall series 38 to 33 in one tie. Um, the last time these two teams met was, guess what, in the playoffs. Um, this was the 13 to 10 victory when we got the blocked punt and all that stuff. And we beat, again, this coaching staff, same coaching staffs. 
We beat them with Jimmy Garoppolo going 11 of 19 for 131 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and four sacks. And we still won the game. Why? Because our defense could shut down Aaron Rodgers, and that's exactly what they did. He threw for zero touchdowns. He had sacked five times. Rodgers couldn't do anything. The weather was freezing. It was terrible. That's supposed to be an advantage to the Packers. It was not that game. Why? Because we ran the ball. How did we run the ball? With Debo and Elijah Mitchell. We didn't have CMC back then. They had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Guess what? Aaron Jones, 12 rush attempts for 41 yards. Not good. A.J. Dillon, 7 rush attempts, 25 yards. Not good. Same linebackers, same running backs. A lot of the same defensive line for the 49ers. We've already seen some of these matchups. George Kittle went off, four catches, 63 yards. Um, we didn't even have CMC. Now listen to the wide receivers they had. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams ain't suiting up, guys. I don't know what to tell you. He's not going to be out there. Now, I do love the young wide receivers that the Packers have, and we're going to talk about them in a little bit. I absolutely think that they they have a great base, and I think the 49ers and Packers are going to be playing each other for a long time. I thought the same thing about the Eagles, too, though. Now they're done. D-U-N. Over. Listen to the secondary, though. This is the biggest difference. The CMC, Brock Purdy, that's huge. Listen to who we had starting on freaking defense. Dante Johnson. I love Dante Johnson. But let's be honest, he's not Charvarius Ward. He's not Diamador Lenore. He's not Ambry Thomas. He's not. Kwan Williams. I love Kwan Williams. This was the last part of his career. Jaquiski Tart. Yeah, right? Emmanuel Mosley. Now that one I liked. That one I wish he was still with us. But it's like, come on, man. We did not have the secondary that we have now. We didn't have it. And Josh Norman got snaps in that damn game. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if this pack, the Packers team that we played then was better than the Packers that are now. No doubt about it. That was a better team. The weather neutralized it. The special teams play neutralized it. The Packers probably should have won that game, but we made more plays down the stretch. But man, you look at the 49ers team then and now, completely different. This 49ers team now is 100 times better than the team that we had then. It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's the weird thing to me. That's the biggest difference to me, is this 49ers team is freaking for real. They've only upgraded. They have not stepped back from that team that won there in Green Bay in the bad weather. I don't know, man. Uh, so, right, Mick. Yeah, thank you. The secondary is way better. Thanks for the super chat, S1. It says, can we all just take a moment, hold hands, and laugh at the Eagles' collapse? Always time to appreciate the finer things in life. Devlin, I appreciate you. And this is the point where we throw our heads back and we laugh. They're they're done. <laughs> they are done, and I love it. What's up, Frank? Oh, good friend, Frank, man. I met Frank. I think it was at the Super Bowl party back in 2019 in Miami, I believe. Uh, amazing family, amazing man. Frank, wonderful to see you in the mentions, man. I miss you, bro. We, we got to figure out a time to, to sync up again. It's been too long. Now, let's jump over and let's talk about the Packers defense, okay? Let, let's, let's step back. Let's reset. Let's just pay attention to the Packers defense. This is their biggest weak point. Let's just be very, very honest. They're, 
Now, okay, let's start with Kyle Shanahan. Coaches do everything they can not to give up, you know, bulletin board material. But here is Kyle Shanahan's summary of the Green Bay Packers defense. Uh, they looked real good versus Dallas. I think they've looked, um, you know, haven't got to watch much of them until these last 10 days and obviously picked it up a lot more these last two days. But um, I think they're a very good defense. The numbers don't always tell the truth. They had a couple games that got um, some cheap yards, but they're good in the run, good in the pass. They can get to the quarterback. They're extremely sound. Um, they're getting healthier. Um, ton of respect for Joe. Got to work with him my first couple years of my career in Tampa. Uh, he's been involved in a number of different defenses and playing against him a few times with the Rams and then in, in uh, Green Bay, his scheme just keeps getting sounder and better. Yeah, I, I mean... It's one of those things, and we're going to go through these numbers, and yeah, he says the numbers don't always tell the story, which means their numbers suck. That's what that means. Shout out to Jesse. Appreciate you over on Facebook, man. We've got Instagram Lives going. We got Facebook. We got Twitch. We got Twitter. We got YouTube. We got the audio podcast going, um, and however it is you are supporting the channel, I just want to say thank you. It means a lot to me, and thank you. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, please do so. Um, it helps us. It helps our numbers grow. Helps us with sponsorships, helps us do more events, more giveaways, things like that. So here we go. Here's what's crazy to me, too. The Green Bay Packers defense played 89 snaps last week on a short week on the road against the Cowboys. Now, a lot of those were, you know, uh, backups, but not all of them. And so, uh-oh, I just messed up my thing. I got to go back. Way to go, Packers. You guys messed it all up. So, Whenever I'm looking at, you know, just defensive snaps, right? That wears you out. It wears you out. Now, not all of them played that many snaps, right? But some did. Carrington Valentine, their starting corner, who's not good. He's not good at all. He played He played every single snap defensively. Every single snap. Their free safety, who's a starter, 89 snaps. Their other uh, slot corner played 89 snaps. They stayed at nickel the whole time. Gosh, I hope they do that against us. Darnell Savage, 79 snaps. Devondre Campbell, 75 snaps. Quay Walker, 67 snaps. You see what I mean? Like, they played a lot of snaps. And they gave up 500 yards. So they can talk about pulling their backups and whatever else. No, they didn't. They pulled some. They pulled some. But they have, they're exhausted. There's a reason why their coaches didn't let them practice and only did walkthroughs this week. Like, <laughs> Grand day. I want to, I'm going to put it up there. I'm not going to read it, but uh, I appreciate that comment. Uh, I'm not reading. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so let's go through some of these numbers ranks out of 32 teams for the green Bay Packers defense. They're 10th in points allowed. Now at the end of each one of these, and I hope the numbers don't get too complicated. I'll slow it down a little bit. I'm going to tell you where the 49ers offense ranks. Okay. So Packers defense, 10th in points allowed 49ers offense. Third. And points scored. Packers defense, 17th in yards allowed. 49ers offense, second in yards. Not our defense, our offense, right? These are the conflicting, these are the matchups. 49 or Packers defense, 23rd in turnovers. Terrible. 49ers 18th. Oh, I'm sorry, sixth, sixth best. Eighth in fumbles. I'll go real quick just through some of these. 23rd in first downs. They give up so many. We're second. 10th in passing touchdowns allowed. We're second. <laughs> like it's just like and then we get to these two and I think these are the biggest ones and shout out to coach Cruz the Packers allow the 28th most rushing yards in the NFL there's only 32 teams there's only 32 49ers offense 
third most rushing yards. The Packers defense average 17th in rushing touchdowns allowed 49ers first. I just, I don't know. Whenever I was putting my bets in this week, I didn't do a lot of receiving props. One, because the weather. Two, because the 49ers don't have to throw the ball. I really hope Shanahan doesn't go out there and try to do what he did against the Ravens and just throw, 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 throw. I, I don't want that. You don't need it. Now, there are some good players on this defense. Rashawn Gary, he's a stud. Kenny Clark, I think. Kenny Clark and Jair Alexander are their two best players, I think, on defense. Darnell Savage, decent. Um, Jair Alexander is even going to play, you know, that that's, that's a huge question for me. Now, Brock Purdy was talked, you know, Brock Purdy was asked about going against this green Bay secondary. And again, like, let me just list the starters, Jair Alexander, maybe Nixon, their slot Valentine, you know, Carrington Valentine, he's a seventh round rookie this year, this year he's ranked 92nd overall. For, for cornerbacks, and terrible against the run. Outside zone works great. He's the 110th ranked guy against the run as a corner. Darnell Savage is good, and then Owens is their other safety, Jonathan Owens. He, he's all right. Listen to Brock Purdy talk, and Brock Purdy's never going to give away bulletin board material, but here's him talking about the Green Bay Packers secondary. Yeah, I mean, I think there were just some really good plays made by their DBs. Um you know, Jair Alexander with his ball instincts on on his one um, uh, interception, and then number twenty six Savage coming down and, and making a good read on Dak and jumping a slant. Um, I think you know, I don't I don't want to you know say anything on their behalf, but I mean it looks like it's playoff football, man. They're they're aggressive in what they're doing, and and when they see an opportunity, they're willing to, like I said, be aggressive and take it. So those are all things that I think we have to take account. And for myself, you know, obviously with the ball in my hands every play, so. They're guys that can make plays, and I have to understand that. So um, it's going to be a really good challenge. Yeah, I think that's – challenge is great. The things he says is great. But let's just be honest. There's a lot of areas you can exploit. It starts with the run game for sure. But you know, Quay Walker, their linebacker, he's ranked 64th. There's 32 teams, two teams each, 32 times 32. I'm not a smart man. 32 times 2, 64. That's the dead last ranked starting linebacker overall grade. He, he's worse in coverage. Devontae Wyatt, the dude that was talking trash, he was the one that was out there talking trash against Brock Purdy. Like, I already went in on this, but like, he's the number 161 ranked defensive tackle in the NFL against the run. And he leads the NFL in missed tackles for all defensive tackles. Come on, man. It, they don't blitz a lot. Joe Perry sucks, man. Joe Perry is a terrible defensive coordinator. And I, I don't like being that guy. But, like, the Packers fans wanted this dude fired two months ago. Not even one month ago when the Panthers put up 30 points against this dude. The Panthers, they scored 30 points once this year, and it was against this Packers team. Come on, man. They don't blitz. They're not multiple. It's a simple cover three. Middle of the field's wide open. Purdy's the best there. Listen to their blitz numbers. They blitz Dallas nine times, Chicago six, Minnesota three times. Purdy's the best for us to blitz anyway. It's just like, golly, man. I, I, I just don't really understand how to find a way. I get. We're going to talk about the offense next. That's next on the agenda. It's a long show today. I don't care. I want to spend time here. We're in the divisional round. This is huge. I don't, I don't want to take it lightly. But here's the thing. Well, 
Jordan Love in the offense is great. This defense sucks. It sucks. I I don't know, man. Now, the number one way to support the show, if you haven't already, the49ersrush.com. Here you go. Here's the details. Go over there. Help us out. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. Right here, I love this. Greg, it says, you know, they hate Barry like they hated capers, like they hated pet, pet, petting, petting. I forget how to say it. We got we got them all fired. We got capers fired with Kaepernick. We got Petten fired um, with Raheem Mostert and the Shanahan thing. And I'm not sure that they will fire him after this. You know, he got him to the division round, which is a win for them. That's cool, man. Like, way to go, guys. Like, I'm happy for you, Packers. You did it. You got to the divisional round. That's a win for you. That's I'm not trying to be mean, but like let's just be real. They're in the bonus. You know what I mean? They're playing with the bank's money, which can make them different, you know, dangerous, but the 49ers are 3 and 0 in the division round the last 4 years. This is not this is a regular game. And then people coming at me like, "Oh, you know, Shanahan in big games. This isn't a big game for us." It's not. It's a big game for them. This is not a big game for us. This, this light work. This is routine work. This is just clocking in. That's what this is. That's why it's different. And, and yeah, Scott, the weather. Yeah, last time I checked, it, it's it's back and forth. But right now, it's looking like it's going to be raining during the game. Guess what? Run the damn ball. Guess what their biggest weakness is? Running the ball. They can't stop it. Can't. Can't stop, won't stop. If I was a little angel, I would be the devil. If I was the little devil on Kyle Shanahan's shoulder, I'm just sitting here screaming into his ear, run the ball 34 times, 34 times, run the ball 34 times. That's it. That's it. Run the ball, run the ball. That's why I didn't put in on Brock Purdy passing or receiving or any of those things. Run the ball. That's all I'm doing is just freaking run the damn ball. I uh, just, uh, man. Whew. Get me fired up a little bit over here, man. Yeah, my shoulders. I'm just saying. Right here. Uh, bring bring on the purdy from the outside. Love it. People just lazy. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm just saying this. Let, let, let's transition, okay? Because there's nothing. Whenever I'm doing these scouting reports, which this is what I used to do whenever I coached, right? I, like constantly, and I would tell my coaches this when they were doing scouting reports. I, I would say, like, look, find a way that they will beat us. How will they beat us? If you're in their coaching meeting, how are they going to devise a way to beat us? From a defensive standpoint, I can't find one. You got to get a lot of interceptions. Well, guess what? They're one of the worst teams at getting interceptions. Yeah, you did it against Dak, but Dak is like, come on, man. UPS, he's delivering to the other side the whole damn time. Like, come on, Dak sucks. In the playoffs, he's terrible. You got to get a lot of interceptions. 
And that's just not what they do. Well, how do you mitigate that from a 49er standpoint? You run the damn ball. You run the ball. Check down, check down, check down. Don't care. Don't care. All right, let's switch. It's a little too one-sided on that side. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers offense that is heralded. It's amazing. It's the best offense in the NFL, right? Ugh, maybe not. Here we go. Green Bay Packers offense out of 32 teams. 12th in points scored. Ah, not good. 49ers defense, third in points allowed. Well, they're 11th, the Packers offense, in total yards. That's good, right? Not top 10, but close. Uh, 49ers are eighth in yards allowed. Well, they're sixth in turnovers. That is where they are good. And so, hey, Jordan Love protects the ball. Well, 49ers are actually fifth in causing turnovers. So even in the area that the 40, that the Packers are supposed to be really good, the 49ers still have a better ranking. We protect the ball more than Jordan Love does. We turn the ball over. We force turnovers more. It's 10th in interceptions. That's great. They've only thrown 11 all year. Well, the 49ers are the first team in the NFL in causing interceptions. We force 22. Double. Now, one of my bets that I was going to do was Jordan Love throwing an interception, but it's so likely the payout odds are terrible. You have to bet 10 to win like $3 because they fully expect Jordan Love to throw an interception this game. Ah, oh, man. It, 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 we can keep going. All right. They're 11th in first downs. That's great. 12th in passing yards. That's good. Third in passing touchdowns. Wonderful. They're going to have to throw a lot. That's what they are good at. We're eighth in passing touchdowns allowed. They have the advantage there. And outside of that, like, they're 22nd in rush attempts. We're first fewest, so we're the best. They're 22nd in rush attempts. They're 15th in rush yards. We're third best against that. There's just not a lot of areas for them to have an advantage. Now, the one area that they do have a huge advantage, their biggest, is third downs. Their fifth best offense. In the NFL on third down conversions, we're the 24th defense. So that might be it, right? Convert on third downs. They need to have like 70% conversion rate on third downs. Those are the ranks. I'm not making them up. Those are the numbers. Now, let's hear from Steve Wilkes. Oh, I love Steve Wilkes. Talking about this Packers offense and Jordan Love and how their job is to defend them. Well, I think the the number one thing is we have to try to stop this run, you know, to try to make a one-dimensional win. They're very effective running the ball. I think it just opens up the play action, and that's where you see, you know, him being extremely effective in, in taking the shots down the field uh, and finding an open receiver. So that's number one. Uh, and then again, we just got to try to mix things up on him a little bit, you know, to give him something to think about and, and um, you know, figure out where he needs to go with the ball. You stop the run, you figure those things out, and you make him be a one-dimensional team. You know, you look at Aaron Jones, and he's been great. I think he's got four straight games over 110 rush yards. But again, look at the teams he's played, right? Like, those are the things that context matters. You played the Panthers. You played the Vikings. Vikings have a good defense. Um, Bears, not a good defense. Dallas Cowboys, not a good defense. 49ers, great defense. Just different. Right here, what's up? CA4DC, appreciate the super chat. He says, currently a Patreon su uh, subscriber. Probably can't do both. Don't, we, don't need you to do both. It's the same content. We built the 49ers Rush platform. 
um, because we wanted control. I don't want some outside source, and we control everything. We do way more over there than we can on Patreon. So stay where you're at. The better one is the 49ersrush.com for sure. Uh, I get 100% of those proceeds, and I can do more over there. Um, but if you're at Patreon and you're happy, that's never going to go away. I think we have like 400 on Patreon and like 150 on the 49ers Rush, which we just started, which is awesome. And I'm very thankful to everybody there. That's the lifeblood. That's how I feed my family. All these rush trips and ticket giveaways and all that stuff, that's put back into the platform. Patreon and the 49ersrush.com, that's how I feed my family. That's how I pay my bills. So thank you. You are the reason why I can do go live multiple times a day and all these video breakdowns and all that stuff. So thank you. The price points are the exact same on both platforms. And just stay where you're at. No need to change unless you want to. I just really appreciate what you're doing for us in the community and the whole team because that's you know Juan who cuts the clips and Eric, my Instagram guy, and the Rush Road Trip crew that yeah, I got to pay to you know help with all these events. That's what funds those things. I understand that it's not cheap to do that, and it's what it is, and I wish I could pay them more, but thank you. I, I do want to say thank you. Um, now, let's get back to the strengths, the positives of the Packers and kind of what it is that they do well and all, all that different stuff. Now, we, Aaron Jones is awesome, but it all it all starts with love. Let's just be very, very honest. Love has to have a great game to win this game. That, that's it, right? Back to the question. How can the Packers win? Well, Kyle Shedding, he'll tell you, uh, what is it about Jordan Love? It's come a long way because he's playing at such a high level um, to get thrown in there early in this year and have to go through some ups and downs, which he did some good things earlier in this year too. But um, to not win all those games, kind of when you're with a tough record in your first year, the pressure that comes with that and just to watch him each game, he's been consistent. For him to take care of the ball the way he's done has been unbelievable. I mean, the 21 touchdowns and one pick. I think over the last 10 games is unbelievable. Um, he's extremely consistent in what they're asking him to do. Um, Matt is very good at coaching the quarterback, and uh, you can see that their quarterback is buying in and you know plays very well in their system and makes a lot of plays, has a big arm, and um, is a big dude too. He, he's prototypical. There's a reason why he's a first-round pick. There's a reason why. He's got all the... You know, you you build a Madden character, it's going to look like Jordan Love. He's big, strong, fast, rocket arm, all those things, athleticism, check, 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 check. Took a long time for him to get to where he was, uh, from where he was to where he is, but he's playing great ball now. Um, PFF has him ranked as the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I won't tell you who's number one, but that's okay. We'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But he's good. Struggles against zone. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Now... Aaron Jones, who I really like, man. Texas boy. I remember watching him play. He played at UTEP. I'm a big Longhorn fan. I, I was at the game where UTEP played Texas uh, in college, and, man, he balled out. That was a blowout game, but Aaron Jones was playing well. He has his best games all the time in Texas. He just did it last week. He's not playing in Texas this week. He's playing in California. It's a little bit different, but he is talented. Is he as good as CMC? No, never will be. But he's pretty damn good. I have no problem with anybody saying he's the top five back in the NFL. No issues. He's a dual threat type guy. They split him out wide and run routes with him. Very similar to what we do at CMC. 
Uh, here's Wilkes talking about their number one running back. How, how good is he? Uh, he's real good. He runs behind his pass. He, 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 I mean, he can run in between the tackles. Uh, he can really jump set and get the ball to the perimeter defense. And that's a point of emphasis, you know, each and every week, but particularly this week as well. We got to do a great job setting edges. And uh, I think, again, running behind his pass, he's, he's, he does have a job in really making the first guy miss, you know, after contact. So uh, we got to do a great job with 11 guys swarming and getting to the ball. That's going to be huge effort, and thankfully the 49ers are rested. They should be good to go. Now, other offensive weapons that I really like, Zach Tom, their right tackle. He's great in pass protection, very, very good pass protection. Not great in the run game. Dontavian Wicks, fun wide receiver. Jaden Reed, I do not like. Jaden Reed scares me probably more than anybody just because of the matchup in our scheme. Um, him playing slot, don't like. But there's lots of weaknesses. Their center, Josh Myers, not good. He's 29th out of 32 centers. John Runyon, um, their right guard, he's tough. He's physical. Not good, though. Not consistent. Um, Elton Jenkins I like, but he hasn't been great this year. And uh, Rasheed Walker, their left tackle, is terrible. Uh, the tape that I watch, if you want to go watch that on the 49ersRush.com or our Patreon channel, not great effort. It's not great. Yeah, they've got skilled players that can make moves, that can do some fun things. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, it's not like they're out there putting on master classes. Yeah, they against the Cowboys, they did. And that's awesome. But they also put up 17 points two weeks ago to the Chicago Bears at home in a must-win game. That's a little more likely not their 48 point, which I think is the most points they scored all year. Yeah, they, they never broke 40 until last week. Never broke 40 all, all year. Until they played the Cowboys, but let's just be honest. That's like playing the JV high school football team in the playoffs. They're not a real team. They're not serious people. Now, uh, matchup. Let's talk this, okay? Gone through offense, defense. Let's look at the matchups from three separate standpoints, which I love to do. Which matchup favors the Packers the most? Which one favors the 49ers the most? And which one is just the best blue chip on blue chip, okay? So when the 49ers are on defense, I just talked about Jaden Reed. Their best matchup, in my opinion, schematically, personnel-wise, play call-wise, whatever, Jaden Reed in the slot versus anybody. Probably going to be Diamador Lenore. Sometimes it might be one of our safeties. Uh, sometimes we move Charvarius Ward into the slot, whatever. You can manipulate things with motions, whatever. Jaden Reed versus anybody in the slot, I don't like. Now, Jaden Reed didn't have one catch last week against the Cowboys. But... That is the one where I'm just like, I do not like this matchup. Uh, don't like it at all. Uh, best matchup for the 49ers when they're on defense. Nick Bosa versus the right tackle Walker. Tom is great. They're, I'm sorry, left tackle Walker. Tom is on the right side. Whoever goes against Walker. that They wanted Bakhtiari to be there, but he just couldn't stay healthy. That Whoever's going against their left tackle, that is my favorite matchup while we're out there. Uh, blue chip, I'm going Drake Greenlaw versus Aaron Jones. And yeah, I know Fred Warner's the linebacker too, but Greenlaw usually gets the running back assignment and flares and screens and you know all, all that kind of whatever. He usually is more responsible for the running back than Fred is. Fred's responsible for dropping and you know it, the Packers offense does a lot of three by one bunch sets, which means three eligibles. Uh, a lot of times it's a tray where you have two wide receivers and a tight end, but they'll do three wide receivers split out to the same side as well. 
three by one sets are what's when the history of the <laughs> 2020s is written, it's going to be about three by one sets. Everybody that's the fad in the NFL. Cause you can dictate coverage to the backside and you force the linebacker into deep coverage. Usually. Well, the good news is Fred Warner's the best linebacker in the history of the NFL at this. He's number one. You could argue there's some other guys that you could put in the category. I've talked about this in the past, but none are better than Fred Warner. Some might be as good as Fred Warner, but coverage wise, I'm taking Fred Warner over anybody. He's the new installment of what linebackers will look like for the next 20 years. Just like Willis was back in the day. Fred Warner's the new prototype. That's what it is. Upgrade. Uh, now, having said that, the three-by-one sets, you know, Fred Warner's going to be dropping in coverage, mirror-matching the number third in-breaker, okay, whoever breaks in across the thing. That's whenever he pivots and opens up his hips and gets depth vertically, right, down the middle of the hashes. Greenlaw will be matched up with Aaron Jones. That's the matchup. Aaron Jones, Dre Greenlaw. That's what I want to see. And I saw somebody put this in the chat earlier. Kia, man, you killed today's show, by the way. Um, I'm predicting a huge game for Dre Greenlaw. Um, Judge Dre uh, to lay down the green law. I freaking love that, man. That is incredible. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited about that as well. Because that matchup, uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, let's flip it. Before we do, this comment matters too. Ed, appreciate you. He says, having Armstead back changes the whole running game plan. Eric Armstead has been the best player in the playoffs the past two years for the 49ers. The best. Not one of the best. The best. Number two would probably be Diamador Lenore. But I'm telling you, Eric Armstead in the playoffs, dude shows up. He shows up. Having him back is gigantic. It is everything. It's different with Eric Armstead in there. And, you know, the number one play, I don't know if this is going to pull up very well, but I'm going to try this. It's not. I, I thought I thought it would be a little, a little bit of a rough ask, but what this shows, and I'll, I'll pull it down just because it's, it's too small. They highlighted, shout out to uh, Aaron Schatz, uh, DVOA and all that stuff. They highlighted the best run play designs versus – how the defense guards them, all you know, four games, all eight teams, what's the best, most common play, and where's the biggest DVOA gap, right? Efficiency. The top two plays out of all four games was the 49ers inside zone and outside zone against the Packers. They can't guard it. The third, though, was duo. Um, and if you don't know what duo is, this is what the Packers do, and they were third. It's where you double-team both defensive tackles which happens against the Niners a lot because we play with the most light boxes in the NFL. We do a 4-2. That's our standard now. Why do we do that? Because Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner are so damn good. They can be amazing against the pass and amazing against the run at the same time. So duo, they double-team both defensive tackles, Javon Hargrave and now Eric Armstead. We've been terrible against this since Eric Armstead's been out. Now he's back. So the best run play that the Packers have in their arsenal not going to work as well. Not with Armstead back. Not with 91 and 98 out there at the tackles. So you just put Kryptonite to the number one run play that they run more than anything else. They still do inside zone, outside zone, but we guard it so well because of our safeties and our linebackers. It's huge, man. Um, and Mark, yeah, right here, Jair Brown, going to show up, the rook. I'm pretty excited to see him. 
Um, worried about Ambry Thomas? Not at all. No, 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 no. Not worried about Ambry. He has had such a good year. And if you remember, even when Ambry wasn't good, he showed up in the playoffs. He showed up in critical moments. I'm not worried about Ambry at all. Um, no. that's We stopped the run. Jair Brown plays solid. That's it. Done. D-U-N. Game's over from a defensive perspective. That's it. Oh, look at this. We got royalty. What's up, Eric? Uh, for those of you who haven't had a chance to meet, probably one of the kindest individuals, Eric and his wife. Um, what's up, brother? Appreciate you. He runs our Instagram, does a great job. Uh, appreciate you, Eric. Bumped we don't get to hang out this weekend, but that's okay. Now, offensively, let's flip it. Best matchups. Best matchup for the Packers. Every single week, it's the same position against our same position. It's Kenny Clark versus Jake Brindle. And, you know, and I hate that every single week, the best matchup for the opposing team is against our center, but that's just the facts of the case. It's what it is. I like Jake Brindle. I don't love him, but you every time you watch film and you see 64 turn around watching CMC get hit, it bothers the hell out of me. If Brindle has a good game, this game's not even going to be competitive. The best matchup for the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk versus Carrington Valentine. That is scary. That is not fair. They better hope Jair Alexander gets the Mr. Miyagi treatment and shadows Brett and Ayuk the entire damn time. Because if they don't, they better hope it rains. <coughs> Excuse me. They better hope it pours. Because otherwise, whew, it's not going to go well. And then the blue chip matchup, which was hard. They don't have a top-tier defensive player. It would be Jair and Brandon Ayuk, but he's shaken up. So that that's – I'm not even sure he's going to play. I would go Rashawn Gary and Trent Williams. Ah, man, that's going to be fun. But Rashawn Gary's not that great. He He's athletic and strong and big and fast, but he's, he's not a top-10 edge guy. So I don't know. Now, if you haven't bet with us, oh, man, this week, this the week. Gear up, sports fans. The NFL playoffs are here, and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. There has never been a better time to get into the action with my bookie. Now, don't just watch. Score big. Boosted odds. Huge huge prize contest. The filling of the Super Bowl. Even before it hits, you can already start to enjoy that. And whether you're a seasoned pro, ready or ready to roll for the first time betting, my bookie is your ticket to turning your sports knowledge into cold hard cash. It's the largest online casino of odds, contests, Vegas-style casino games, ultimate destination for fun, all types of fun, 24-7, right at your fingertips. Now, if you've been waiting... Now is the time to get into the action because if you jump in and you start to make a winning move today with my bookie, use promo code 49ERS or this promo code QR code right next to my right, they're going to claim your deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's right. Promo code 49ers for an opportunity to boost your betting power. Rollovers do apply. If you have questions, please ask them. But experience the thrill of sports betting right in the comfort of your home because you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I do mean anywhere. Wherever you are, you can bet with my bookie. Join today and be part of the winning team. My bookie's just been a blast all year, and you know we post our bets over on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon every week. 
This week's probably one of our biggest betting weeks of the entire year. And so if you want to see all those, head over there. Um, I do want to share a couple things. One, I got them to do a bet boost, which is really cool. You know, they work with us, which is awesome. Probably one of my favorite bets. It's a little bit of a long shot bet, but Christian McCaffrey to score the first touchdown of the game. So before we talked to him, you'd bet five to win 13 and a half dollars. But now they added on to it just to help the, the show. You bet five bucks. Now you went 17 and a half. So Christian McCaffrey to score the first touchdown in the game. One of my other favorite bets is Debo over 16 rush yards. Um, I think we're going to run the ball a lot. I really, really do. Um, so if you want to see the other 14 bets that we put up this week, uh, those are posted. They're already alive on the site. Now I recommend if you're going to bet those, don't wait because we have so many people that are betting those, the odds and the payouts change as we go through. So if you want to bet them, when this show's over, head over there um, and check that out. So that, that that's kind of huge. So all those bets have been posted for this week. I think this is going to be a big week. I really, really do. Um, we'll see how it goes. It's gambling. Sometimes things go wrong, but I put my money where my mouth is. And any bet that you see posted, I bet. Um, that's my own money, personal. So now these teams do have a lot of interesting connections. Again, shout out to the cruise man. Um just some of the names of guys who've played together. Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, Charlie Warner, Robert Bill Jr., who I think Robert Bill's going to get some snaps with Cleveland Farrell being out. Probably not a lot of snaps, but 15 to 20 snaps. Uh, they were all at Georgia. Brock Purdy and Anthony Johnson Jr., Iowa State. Rashawn Gary, John Run Runyon, Ambry Thomas, Michigan. A lot of Michigan guys. Coaching staff and players. Ohio State's got a lot too. Bosa, Chase Young, Josh Myers. Jair Brown, Sean Clifford, Rashid Walker, all together at Penn State. And then Ken Law, Debo, Keyshawn, Nixon, we're at South Carolina. Um, so a lot of overlap, a lot there. Now, here we go. Let's do predictions. I want to see you guys drop your predictions into the chat uh, for what you think is going to happen. It doesn't have to be a score prediction. It can be. It can be anything. It could be Debo's going to have this many catches. Warner's going to have this many tackles. Demo's going to get a pick six. Whatever. So whatever it is you think is going on or you think is going to happen, I want to see that. Now, <laughs> yeah, I wish this was a prediction. Uh, we walked on the moon. Hopefully it's dry. Would love to see Bill speed off the edge. Yeah, um, I would like that as well. Um, but it's not looking that way now. And again, you know, the weather was supposed to help the Packers years ago, right? When we were in Lambeau and it was like zero degrees. I think that was two years ago. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. So not so sure the weather and the rain is going to help them as much as they think it is. I understand that Brock struggled in Cleveland, but I'm not seeing that. Now, defensively, my predictions, don't force anything. Go out there and do your job. Yeah, Jordan Love is at his worst for zone coverage. We run zone coverage. He's got a 62 QBR, eight touchdowns, 10 interceptions. This year, he's only thrown 11. 10 of the interceptions come against zone. He's a young quarterback, not a lot of experience. Come on, man. Just stick to your zone. Now, mix up the zone. What I want to do is just disguise coverages like crazy. Run simple coverages, what you're used to, you know, quarters, cover two, Tampa two, cover six, cover three. Simple, simple, simple. Mix in a couple blitzes. Don't blitz too much, but mostly zone coverages. That's what I want. But mix up. Don't telegraph from the break of the huddle. 
what you're doing. Confuse the the young kid. That's what I want to see. That's what I want. Just play your defense. Focus on stopping the run and getting pressure with four. That's what the 49ers are built on. It's what the 49ers have done all year. We haven't got as much sacks as I'd like. It's sacks aren't really the, the thing here. Pressure and making Jordan Love uncomfortable. Cowboys couldn't do it. They didn't sack him one time. They didn't hit him. I think they had like two or three quarterback hits, and they weren't like big hits. You got to make him uncomfortable. Jordan Love looked calm, cool, collected the whole damn Dallas Cowboys game. So that's huge. We talked about Aaron Jones, four straight games over 110 rush yards. He's not going to hit 70. He's not. So limit him. Just do your job. Force to stop the run early. Zone coverages. Just do your job. Uh, do your job. Uh, for those of you on the raffle, we already did the raffle. Uh, the winner was number 83, Shane. Uh, so if you if you did win, sorry, I want to keep putting that out there just because, uh, you know, we are going to be doing a Super Bowl raffle, though. Um, I'll be in contact with Shane soon. What's up, Big Papa? I love it, man. He says, I want to see our linebackers <clears throat> um, at the line of scrimmage dropping out. Yeah, just make it weird. You know what I mean? That's what I want. Make it weird. And just, just do your job. Now, offensively, run the damn ball. That's it. 35-plus times, I'd be happy. But you've got to run the ball. Do not go one-dimensional with the pass, especially with the weather, especially with the wind, especially with the rain. But plus, your biggest advantage is their biggest weakness. Go out there and run the damn ball. That's what I want. Now, first down, yeah, you could throw the ball on first down. I like throwing the ball on first down. I love, yeah, like I don't mind that at all. But come on, man. Yeah, you got to run the ball and uh, go do your thing. Play actions, boots, everything goes off the run game this game. Everything does. Um, right here, uh, Mike and Kim, any rush events being planned for the NFC Championship? No, not right now. We're focusing all of our efforts on the Super Bowl. Um, we want a live watch party during the game. I know a lot of people can't afford the tickets because I mean, they're over $8,000 a ticket right now for the cheap seats per ticket. So we're organizing a 49ers rush watch party on the strip, unlimited drinks and all that stuff together with all what we usually do in a night before party with multiple players coming out for autographs and all this stuff. So currently what we're working on um, night before party and a watch party during the game so that we can be with the community and the family. You know, if you're paying for the Super Bowl tickets, that's awesome. But if you want to be around and experience the atmosphere, it's going to be legendary. I was at the Miami one. That was just some of the coolest experiences walking around that weekend at South Beach and just the energy, the vibes. It was it was second to none. So that, that's kind of what we got planned, um, you know, for what we got going on now. We talk about running the ball. Christian McCaffrey is going to have over 130 all-purpose yards. I really, really think he's going to go off. I think Debo, good Lord, 30-plus rushing yards. That's one of the bets that we did right. He's going to run the ball. Now, the only thing that could ruin the Debo bet is the little pop passes, right? When they do the jet sweep, sometimes Brock Purdy just lobs it. Sometimes Brock Purdy throws it behind the line of scrimmage. Like That's the only thing where I'm like betting Debo rushing. It's like, oh, sometimes it counts as a pass. Sometimes it doesn't. That's rough. Um, but yeah, uh, and, and I think we're gonna run the ball like crazy. Everything's going to be open against this defense, but just predicate the run first, because the only way the Packers win is if we're negative two in the turnover ratio 
I, I mean, that's what they got to do. They got to force turnovers. Protect the ball, run the ball. Everything else is going to be fine. Gosh, man, I'm so excited. Ah, I'm so excited. We'll be live right after the game. I'm not going to have a show tomorrow morning probably. I'm going to be a fan. This is my first time going to a game in a long time where I just get to be a fan. Uh, I'm not throwing a party, uh, not bringing the family out. I'm going with a couple friends, low-key. I haven't done that in a long time. But afterwards, um, we'll be doing a therapy or celebration. I don't think we're going to be too upset at the end of this one. You guys are absolute best. Really want to say thank you to everybody. And congratulations again to Shane, uh, number 83, Shane Lassine, I believe if I'm pronouncing it correct, on winning the tickets. I'll be in contact with you shortly. You are the best. Until next time, stay strong, faithful.